Welcome to Dress to Manifest, a podcast for ambitious women who are ready to embody their best self through style and make their dreams a reality. I'm your host, Ariel Brittany, a personal stylist and confidence coach with a compassionate, intuitive, and spiritual approach to styling. I help heart-centered leaders and entrepreneurs shine in an authentic, aligned style that cultivates magnetic confidence and joy. Let's dress to manifest. Hello and welcome to Dress to Manifest. I am thrilled to be introducing Christy Rassal, who is an image consultant, media style expert, as well as a mentor and coach to personal stylists, namely my own personal stylist coach. She helps women rise their style and make more money by expanding their mind, image, business, branding, and style so they can do be and have more in life. I have been working with Christy for about a year and a half now, and it has really transformed me as a person, transformed my business. I've learned incredible things from her that has really shaped me as a personal stylist and impacted me so dramatically and just how I see the world and style. So I'm so excited to be introducing Christy. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be chatting to you. What an honor to be on your podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. So I feel like everyone is curious when you have like a creative career path about what your origin story is. Like, how did you get into personal styling? I feel like that's one of the more, uh, the most common questions that I get as a personal stylist. I'm sure you do too. So I would love if you would share with the listeners what your origin story is in becoming a personal stylist and what aspects of personal styling are you most passionate about? Sure. Okay. So I've always been someone that was obsessed with fashion as, as I do, I feel like most personal stylists are in some capacity, always just wanted to play dress up from when I was super young. That was like the thing I focused on even in kindergarten was like, who, how could I get to the dress up like treasure, treasure chest that our teacher had in school at that time. Oh my gosh. And uh, so, so that kind of followed me through my younger years. And I was also the person at that time because fashion wasn't really a career that a lot of people talked about, unless you were going to be like an editor or a buyer, like some of those traditional jobs. And none of those ever appealed to me. So as I was going through high school and you're, you know, you're coming up to the college years and you're supposed to figure out what you're going to do with your life. I was the lost child. Like my brothers all knew what they wanted to do. And I was like this lost soul, if you will, that only knew how to spend her money from her part-time job and socialize with people and didn't really have much of a career path going forward. So to be honest, I was quite frankly, freaking out. And at the time um, I decided just for the sake of, I would go to school for fashion communications. because I really didn't know what to do at that point. And around that time when I'd chosen this, um, this path in college, there was a Disney movie that was released called The Kid. And in this, Bruce Willis was an image consultant and he was such a jerk in the film. So I must <laughs> oh, have yeah. Been, oh, right? Have you seen it? He's so awful. Yes, I have. Movie. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So he was, he played an image salt with a terrible like chip on his shoulder, but I thought the job itself was really cool. And we had this project in school at the time that was to research different like careers in the fashion industry. And so I decided that I would focus on image consulting which is something I'd never heard of outside of this movie. So I interviewed a woman that was local to me that was an image consultant. And it was very much about transforming from the inside out 
and involved fashion. I thought it was super cool, but basically made the, the project and put it to bed without thinking too much about it and didn't even stick with that fashion communications program because it also didn't really resonate with me at the time. So fast forward a couple of years, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and she was always like my fashion bud. And we did everything together, all the girly things, shopping, lunch dates, like all that kind of stuff. And um, as she had gone through cancer, she had lost just an enormous amount of weight because she was so ill. And we had an Easter gathering coming up for our family. And for me, it was like hearing her like say how upset she was that she had nothing to wear that was fitting her. She felt ill. She hated looking in the mirror and feeling ill. And she just felt like wearing clothes that were too big for her just enhanced the mindset of her being sick. And so as a, a birthday gift, because her birthday fell around the same time, I went to a local mall, picked out an outfit for her that I thought was like, I was kind of hoping and praying would fit her at the time. Yeah. So I didn't really know what her sizing was anymore. And when I heard her again, like bring up the fact that she couldn't fit in her clothing and this Easter thing was coming up for our family, I ran up to grab her this gift because I had moved home at the time to take care of her. And uh, anyway, so I brought this outfit down as a surprise and her whole demeanor just lit up at the fact that she had this new outfit to wear and she was so excited to put it on. And when I say like she was glowing, like it was on a completely different level. And from someone that, I mean, anyone that's watched anyone go through cancer, like, you know, that their energy levels are just non-existent. And so to see her go from someone that could barely move around in her bathrobe to feeling like she could take on the world just because of an outfit change really like it made an impact on me. And so in that Easter gathering, like she was telling family how much she was glowing and she's like, Christy picked this outfit out for me. And she was just like a totally different person. Like you would never have known that she had cancer during that event. Mm -hmm. And so watching the power of style literally transform someone's energy in just a quick moment really impacted how I felt about fashion. And although she like passed a month later, it really had me revisiting the, the aspect of image consulting and how your image of who you are as an individual in your clothing, how you see yourself in your clothing really impacts how you show up in the world, what your energy is like, how you feel. And so I decided to actually take training with that image consultant I had interviewed many years ago. And I haven't looked back since it's been 15 years and it's been the most wild ride of my life. <laughs> and it's been very cool just helping women transform how they feel about themselves because that's been my mission ever since watching my mom go through it. And I wanted to recreate that for every single woman that I've worked for or worked with, sorry, I should say going forward. So it's been very cool. That was how I jumped in. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I know I've heard that story, but it never fails to just like make me emotional hearing it and touch my heart because the impact that you've made and even just the ripple effect from I've experienced and learning from you and that impacting the clients I've worked with, like your mom is just, I'm sure she's so freaking proud of you. Oh, um, you. And you just created just this immense change in the world from like that one event and just, it was really meant to be. And oh, I just you. feel like her legacy really lives on through that. And it's just such a beautiful story. And I, I've heard a lot of, um, you know, different backgrounds of why people get into a creative path, but that one like always touches my heart, especially because my mom is also why I got into fashion. She and I, I didn't like, know that. yeah, actually, um, I think that I've told you that I've always loved fashion, but it was really, she was my first style icon. When I was little, she was definitely my first stylist. She's 
my shopping buddy. So all of um, your story really resonates with me because it, it truly, to me, fashion was always never something superficial. I was very much raised to see it as art and yes. as a love language with my mom. Yes. And to this day, um, I really, I feel like um, it's still something that we bond over. And she herself really wanted to go into fashion, but you know, it wasn't in the cards for her at the time. So I, I really feel like a responsibility and in honor and carrying it out for both of us. So I really oh, love, I love that, that. Well, and you're doing such a beautiful job with your clients as well. Like I know just from the things that you shared, like they've obviously had such big transformations with you. And so I love that you said it's a love language too, because that's how I feel about it as well. It's such a bonding thing that you get to do not only with your mom, but it's, you, it's such a special bond between a stylist and the clients that she works with because you get to know your people so deeply and on such a personal level about the things that they struggle with body image wise or that they like aspirations and dreams that they have for themselves like there's a very special connection I truly believe between a stylist and client 100 percent. and yeah I, I feel like that really brings me to my next question because I've always known I wanted to work in fashion but what I find, what I found interesting was it just, it always felt like there was an aspect missing that didn't resonate with me very much. Like you mentioned where I was like, maybe I want to be a fashion journalist watching like 13 going on 30 devil wears Prada growing up with that oh media. Gosh, yes. I was yeah. like, I'm going to be a fashion journalist. And then, oh no, I'm going to write about the products, the product descriptions, become a fashion copywriter. I had all these different ideas. I'll go into fashion PR. And it's just like, none of it really 100% landed. Like, sure, I loved it. I was willing to work hard at it, but there's just so something special and really powerfully transformative about personal styling in particular. And I was just curious, like, what do you think it is that is so powerfully transformative about that, that really leads people who experience that to have glow-ups that leak over into all sorts of different aspects of their lives like it really is this beautiful rising up as you say in everything yeah I I don't know like fashion to me is just so special I feel like with you know any other career in fashion like of course it's important and it's mm -hmm. like has its time and place but to me there's so that's so surface level and you can only talk about the trends for so long before you want to like shake yourself right because you can't talk it about it anymore and so I feel like with personal styling and embodying what, like your style, to me, that's something that's a, a transformation of self, right? It, it changes how you see yourself as an individual and what you believe that you're capable of in life. And to me, I really think that personal style, there's not an aspect of it that doesn't touch our lives. Like if you're, if you got a, a sudden promotion, one of the things you're going to think about is the new wardrobe that goes along with that. Or if you're speaking yeah. publicly and you get an invitation to speak in front of this big uh, crowd as a coup in your career, you're going to think about what you're going to wear to that event. Or if you're going through a major life event, like getting married or something like, of course, the dress, the dress the is dress, like something that yes. you're going to think about, right? <laughs> Like it's, it, it touches all aspects of our lives. And the one constant is that as we grow, our wardrobe and style will grow with us. It evolves with us as well. And no matter how many trends come into play and how many like hot lists there are for things you must have of the season, every single woman's closet's going to look different because that's her signature blueprint as to who she is. And so I think that that's a really special thing that our closets tell a story about who we are and that we get to create that narrative in whatever way suits us. Like, I, I think that's kind of 
like magical, right? And every single time a woman starts to dress in a way that she only maybe initially saw in her mind as like her ideal version when this when she's killing it, so to speak, in her career, her life, her relationships, whatever that might look like, when she actually gets to put on those outfits and realize like, oh damn, like I'm actually here now, yes. like this is happening. There's a very energetic, different vibration that happens all of a sudden when you realize like you have arrived, like truly, and you're giving your brain evidence by physically seeing her in the mirror every single day. It's something that ripples into your energy during the day and how you show up with your relationships, how you show up in your job. Like it's so much more than just clothes because it's how the clothing makes you feel and what you do because of those feelings as you move throughout your day. So to me, it's always been about the personal development aspect of it and the emotional charge that you get from your clothing when you get ready for any event, whether it's a date, a wedding, a career move, like whatever that may be. It's how you get, how you feel like you're being when you look in the mirror as a result of that. That to me is what personal style is all about. Oh, this is exactly why she was my dream mentor, y'all. Like <laughs> I, I feel like out of all the personal stylists that I searched for um, a mentor with, um, or a mentorship with, excuse me, I really felt so strongly drawn to Christy specifically because we shared this overlap about the energetics of style, which is why that's what this podcast episode is about. And I just could not agree more. I really love this idea of, like you said, taking control of the narrative and just being like the main character. Why not? And giving ourselves permission to change too. um, And kind of just plot twist, change of genre. It's fine. Um, Because I think that it's something that... um, it's really refreshing to hear personal stylists talk about because I think um, that there's kind of an aloof cliche and, you know, valid because of course that exists in the world about fashion and people who work in fashion um, and a fear of judgment and shame around trying to change your style or being like, oh my goodness, can I actually pull that off? Or am I allowed to change my mind? And all of those different things. And uh, you're hearing it now from two personal stylists, you can change your mind you have permission to rewrite your narrative whenever you want and that it is so much more than the clothes and it's all up to you. It's all up to you to show up to all of those beautiful events, whether it's just for your everyday life or, you know, a new beginning, a graduation, your wedding, any milestone, you choose to show up to that however you want and the energetics behind that is really what creates the true glow up because without it, it's so hollow. If it's not from the inside out, then it really does feel like just a costume when it needs to be like, like a style integration in a way. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, to me, I think like, isn't that what we love about the fashion transformation movies anyway? It's not just like, like if you think of Devil Wears Prada, let's say for example, like Anne Hathaway at the beginning has this very dowdy kind of old lady style that doesn't suit her or magnify who she is. And it's not just the transformation in clothes that she goes through, although obviously like no one's complaining about the clothing change that she has. Oh, I live for that montage, right? (laughs) Yeah, but it's just like the, it's the whole vibe that she ends up embodying and the actual internal glow up where she stepped into this like powerful woman. She's on her game with her career. Like she's stepped into this new level in her life. 
And I think that most of us, or maybe I'm speaking for myself with this, like I love watching those movies, not just for the fashion glow up, but it's the overall transformation that that person's gone through because it reminds us of what's possible for us too. Like at any moment, you are allowed to change your mind and people around you at any time will adjust. If they make a comment, it's only because you've stepped outside of what you've done in past. And so they're speaking about your past self, not your future self and not your present. And so anytime a change comes around, people will adjust, even if they make a snarky like joke, right? And they're kind of giving you like a, you know, a nudge, if you will. Yeah. I always think it always comes from a good humored place, but it, that's evidence that you shifted somehow People are physically noticing the difference, but you can change that as many times as you want. Just because it's made someone uncomfortable or they've noticed a difference doesn't require you to be the same old, same old. You get to be whoever you want to be, which is a very freeing thing. It is. It's really like an act of self-empowerment and it's very empowering too, uh, in starting with just decisions like your clothes for people who are recovering people pleasers. Like I, myself, am a recovering people pleaser that just like starting to be comfortable with creating a disharmonious perception of yourself in somebody else's mind, it really starts to influence just how you raise your standards for yourself in all areas of your life, which is super cool. And I, I really believe that we're doing everything subconsciously anyway. So it's like, we're all getting dressed anyways. And like you mentioned, um, seeing yourself in that higher self version of yourself in the mirror it really, I think, gets us out of this energy of like reaching and reaching and in just being. And I think it really just accelerates like manifestation and it, oh my gosh, I could go on and on about manifestation. I mean, this is called dress to manifest everybody. (laughs) So of course that's what we're here to do. Um, But have you yourself experienced times where you've dressed to manifest or you witnessed clients dressing to manifest where you or your clients experience shifts in your style that just leaked over into other aspects like mindset, home decor, um, even hobbies or interests. Yeah. Oh my God. So for, well, my clients do all like all the time. And that's one of the things I love the most about this job is just hearing the things that they go through. So I had one woman in particular recently um, say that from her transformation that she's gone through, she up and quit the job she was sick of and she like switched careers into something totally different and then demanded like more money in the field that she was going into. And she ended up getting like, she said something crazy, like 150% pay raise or something, which is amazing. Oh my God. Right. That's incredible. uh, Right. So she was just like this totally different empowered person, which I thought was really cool. But to me, like, that's the power of your self-image shift. Like when you see yourself differently because of your style, as style being the catalyst, like everything shifts. I know even for me, when I was really trying to get my business going, I remember a coach saying to me because she knew like, I love, like, I love shoes. And my thing was, I always wanted Louboutins. I wanted to be able to buy a Louboutin whenever I felt like it and just have that be like my like my norm right in my mind I wanted to be this like bougie queen wearing her Louboutins and so she said to me well you have to first start envisioning yourself as the woman that buys $700 shoes every time she goes to buy new footwear 
And I really gave me pause because I hadn't really thought about myself that way before. And um, so I had to really start visualizing that woman that would only go and buy herself $700 pair of shoes all the time, not because it was the high price tag, but just because of the energetic coding that those pieces felt to me. Because of course, as a stylist, I'm going to appreciate designers and their craft and like the beautiful things that they create. And so for me, um, you know, for me, it's always been about using fashion as a way to upgrade my energy and upgrade my surroundings and what I believe to be possible about who I am. And so the very first time I bought myself Louboutins in a store, I felt like the like the baddest mother ever. That is amazing. <laughs> and I, I just felt completely transformed. And the, the cool thing is, is that every time I've gone to buy myself shoes now, I only buy what feels like an upgrade version to me. And again, it's not about the dollar amount, but I can say that I have become that woman that just gets to buy herself designer shoes as her footwear because she chooses to. And it's kind of like that little internal, like, inner child squeal because it feels like a present to myself every time but it just reinforces the belief I have about who I am and who I'm being and how far my business has come and how I've come as an individual and all the journeys that I've had to get to where I am now and so that feels really exciting and I'm using fashion constantly to reinforce what I believe to be true about myself which is what I love again about style is that it does help you manifest like you've been saying and for me, it really truly began with that fashion piece when I was thinking about my long-term vision and what I wanted to be true for me in my life. And now I can say that that's a reality, even though that at the time I was like, whoa, what are you talking about? <laughs> so fashion was really like a major catalyst for me. And that's why I talked to my clients about it so heavily too, because it shifted my identity and what I thought was possible for me. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. That is so cool. I honestly, like, I think catalyst is the perfect word for style, like for personal style, for even describing the energetics of style, because it's really the value that we place on the item, the meaning we ascribe to everything that totally. creates that, that reinforces the belief that we're trying to integrate. Because, um, you know, for some people, they might love a certain brand, but to somebody else that might not really hold the same meaning. And we constantly have to take baby steps too, where it's like, okay, maybe I am not ready to buy that Chanel bag just yet, but I know that I can like splurge on a new desk and feel really, really good. Yeah, so just absolutely. things like that, where it just leaks over. And I've seen it with my clients as well, where um, they have gone from a fear of being seen to just basking in it, loving compliments for the first time in their lives, wealth, welcoming it. Yeah. Um, and it really is just this super cool energetic shift that I've, I know I have experienced too, where my style has gone from something that I describe as hyper feminine and girly, kind of like princessy to now more mature sort of feminine. I like to say from princesshood to queendom. Love that. Um, and I, in I integrate a lot of different colors I've never used to before and it's really cool to be able to use style as a tool to explore just the nuances of ourselves that I think we forget are even there or we are trying to get comfortable in how other people see us that it starts to influence how we even see ourselves that right. it's a nice shock to your system to do something a little different to do something right. a little different right yeah, for self-expression 
Exactly. Well, it gives you the opportunity to be like the artist, right? In your own life, which I think is so cool. And that's one of the things that, you know, when women get caught up on what to wear, I'm always thinking like, but the people that we admire in media, right? Like you can think of Victoria Beckham. A lot of people think she's a style icon, but you can also think of somebody like Iris Apple, who is also a style icon Mm -hmm. and their styles could not be more different. They're just completely polar opposites just like Jennifer Aniston has a different style or like any actress that you could obviously name may have a different style. And that to me is the beautiful part about fashion is that none of them are wrong for having the style or signature that they do, but there are like, they all just get to be who they are. Like, do you know what I mean? And no one has to have a lesser than style because theirs looks different than the person next to them, which I think is the most beautiful part about fashion. And honestly, like when I think most people are looking at, runway images or street style images it's not like we're looking for someone that has adopted the most of the trends it's what we find most interesting what takes our breath away what colors make us go oh my god that's so beautiful I've never thought of that like to me it's art in motion you know what I mean it doesn't have to look the same and so it's funny that we as women sometimes can get caught up in the cycle of like well what's the like what am I supposed to not wear what's out what's in like you know what I mean it's I feel like there's a time and place for that within reason but you don't want to get caught up in it because the goal is not for us to all look the same it's to have different colors in our paint kit if you will and just see how you use it is different than how I'll how I will use it and how I will use it will be different than how my clients use it and just seeing what we can come up with like it's that's to me is so much more interesting and so much more fun It is. I mean, it's like, imagine how boring it would be if everybody looked exactly the same, expressed themselves exactly the same. It's just, we wouldn't even move forward as a, as a a world, as a collective. Um, It just, when people have the courage to do things differently, to see the world differently and inspire people to do the same, that's when, that's when change happens. So I think that that's why style, even though it seems to people like, oh, it's just clothes. Like it's really not, it's your self-expression. It's how comfortable you are with being seen and how you want to show up in the world. And I love that, that what you said about how you really, you can't actually get it wrong because if, if your style is a reflection of who you are on the inside and you're already innately worthy, then how you shine from the inside out, like you can't get that wrong as long as you try to be true to yourself. For sure. And I, that's why I always think it's too, for any woman that's ever looking for a stylist, it's so important to find somebody that gets authentic expression and isn't trying to mold you into just wearing what's hot or what's trendy or whichever, because I think you lose yourself in that. And, you know, it can work for a little while if you're trying to learn maybe some of the basics of style, but at some point you're going to start to crave something that feels more like you. And the reality is, is that stylist is not going to be with you in your closet saying, okay, this is what you need to wear every single day. And so if that's the case, you want to make sure that you're putting your own signature on your closet so that it feels like you get to hang out with all your BFFs when you get dressed in the morning and you just get to pick from the best of the best, which is the fun of it, I think. (laughs) I agree. It's like the feeling of going to your closet and feeling lit up and all sparkly versus the feeling that I got as a kid picking from my uniforms from (laughs) True Grits. Oh my God. That was the name of the company, True Grits. Nice. (laughs) Uniforms every day from 
first grade until I was in 12th grade. So you could imagine how mm. I tried to stylize those outfits a la Gossip Girl. Right. As much as I could, I, I would get ridden up sometimes for, for not wearing the correct stuff, but I, I didn't really care. <laughs> but I think, you know what, it's so interesting to me because I know that there's people that really admire uniforms just for the ease of not having to think about it. But I feel like I would be like you, I'd be wanting to try and change something to make it more unique, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. We're, we're, I feel like it's because we're both so like fashion nerds. And I love that. We, <laughs> that's also another reason of many that I adore Chrissy. We can talk for literally hours just about fashion history, awesome. energy of fashion. Um, so that brings me to my next question, actually, because this is an episode about the energetics of style. And we've been talking at length about it already, but I wanted to get a little more specific uh, what are some of the most mind-blowing things? Because there are some crazy mind-blowing things about the energetics of style where there's literally scientifically proven facts that it is so much more than, it is so much more than just clothes. It is really, really about who we are on the inside. So I was just curious if you have any examples. I know I've learned a couple from you through all my training, but I would love to share that wisdom with everybody. Sure. Well, the biggest one that continues to blow my mind and the layers that are involved, which I could go on about for hours, quite frankly, but is personality styling with fashion. So they've found that all of us, everything in the universe, not just people, but everything in the universe vibrates at a very specific frequency. And the frequency that you vibrate at makes up your physical form. It makes up what people see when they look at you. And you can find clothing that is the same energetic code as you. And when you do that, you actually feel most in harmony with your clothing because you're reinforcing your body's natural energy, which is very, very cool. And so an example of this for people that may not necessarily be super woo is they had actually taken a, a, a box of sand and they had put the box of sand on this flat surface. And when they applied a certain vibration to it, the sand would disperse itself to make different shapes. And so what they had done is taken the Crab Nebulae constellation, they had taken that frequency and they applied this to the box of sand. And what they found is that when they did that, the sand would disperse itself to also recreate this, the Crab Nebulae constellation, which is really cool. And so again, if you can apply that to a human being, we all resonate at a very certain specific frequency that makes up how we look. And it's why you could have identical twins, let's say, for example, that look exactly the same at birth over time when they both form their own opinions, thoughts, like all those things, suddenly the twins might look slightly different. It's because their frequency from one another has changed. They carry their own coding. And so their physical form has shifted because of that. It's also why people uh, like men or women, when they go through a weight transformation, right, their interests might change all of a sudden because their physical form has also changed. So their vibrational frequency has shifted. And so one of the really interesting things that I love doing with clients um, that I know you obviously know a ton about as well is finding the, the clothing that matches the person's vibration, both from the masculine and feminine perspective of things and blending those two worlds together so that you have a, a style that represents who you are in all facets. Cause you have to have that, that masculine and feminine representation because everything has the yin and yang in life. And so seeing how deep this actually goes in our personality 
which is one of the things that I talk to my clients about, because it's not just finding the clothing that matches it, but understanding that that's who you are as an individual. And it goes so deep into you as a person, your likes, your dislikes, how you show up in the world, your personality. It's one of the things that consistently blows like my clients out of the water about how much just from looking at them, I can tell them what their personality is, how they probably spend their time, what their home probably looks like and how their style would also mirror that. And not in a a way of like, oh, well, you need to wear this just because I say that, but just because I can see by looking at their energetic codes, I can understand who they are and I can bring that out in their fashion, which is really, really really cool. And then the other thing that also blows me away that was something I had only learned like a couple of years ago was um, energetic coating of clothing itself, like the actual fabrics you choose. When mm-hmm. we wear in more natural fibers like linen and cotton, it actually carries an energetic code to it that actually reinforces and makes us healthier. There's lots of studies on this done by, I think it was Dr. Heidi Yellen or Yemen. I'm, I'm probably butchering her last name. Um, But when we're wearing natural fibers like cotton and linen, it reinforces our body's healing ability. And when we wear things on our body, that's cheap fabric, like polyester, let's say, for example, it physically shows that your body's energy will decrease and can cause more disease in the body than if we were to wear like beautiful natural fibers. And so your body physically can experience feeling good or bad, depending on what you put on and then there's like color which is like a whole other energetic code as well like there's so many things how can people not love it (laughs) it is incredible it's like the ultimate like talisman you can wear really it's it's like your body is a temple and you're literally adorning it with things that uplift you as you go about your life it's just so beautiful and I think it's so freaking cool I mean I love the sand one specifically I remember when I first heard that from you my mind was blown um and just frequency and vibrations like you know this is a spiritual podcast so obviously people listening are interested in those things um but it's just to even learn that it expands beyond what we can imagine because I am very much in love with crystals I know that they have their own frequency but to think that even the fabrics have it that even the sand will form around it and just all of these things in nature and how we are one with nature. So of course we're going to be influenced by it too. Even water. Like I remember learning about how when you speak words into water, like the positive words, it like creates formations within the water that are so beautiful and like very snowflake like, but then when you speak it into the water and it's negative, it creates like these really scary looking, almost sickly formations within the water And it's just, everything is so mysterious in nature and the way we interact with it is constantly, it's just a relationship that we can really use to boost ourselves up and be in harmony with the nature around us and in how we style ourselves. So I just think it's, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Well, and and what you said is so important too, like being in harmony with it. And I think that's the, one of the cool things about style is it's not about finding and telling somebody what to wear just because, although you will give them guidance on obviously fit and and things like that, but feeling like you've self-actualized through your style by creating a harmonious relationship with your closet and who you are and making sure that it represents who you are so that that relationship feels aligned to you every day to me is, is, is like, is so valuable. And so anytime my, my clients say to me, well, 
you know, I, I hate my closet or I don't like what's in it, or I feel like I have nothing to wear to me. I always say to them, like, that's a sign of disharmony. You've probably evolved what's past there, or you haven't made the connection of who you are and brought that into your, like to your closet so that you feel more connected with the woman that you're looking at in the mirror when you get dressed in the morning. Mm-hmm. And like, that's an energetic relationship, right? Feeling like up-leveled or feeling good about what you're pulling out every single day. And I think most people often fluff that off because they feel like that's such a woo-wee concept to feel good about what you have in your wardrobe all the time. But when you're intentional with shopping and what you curate for yourself and pay attention to how you feel when you're putting on clothing, so I feel like you know, a lot of women don't give themselves enough credit for having that relationship with how they feel about their clothing. You know, Mm -hmm. everything can shift just from being intentional and noticing the vibration of how you feel when you're selecting something for yourself or when you put it on or how much you enjoy a color or a fabric and how that feels against your skin. Like those are all little energetic nudges as to whether you're moving in a direction that serves you with your closet or whether you're moving in a way that's like taking you further away from your vision, if you will. But the relationship, like that harmony is everything. It is. And it's funny because I feel like intention is something I say so often with clients, like intention, setting the intentions, embodiment. It it really, having that intentional start to your day too. I think, like you said, it, it can be written off as fluff, but it's funny because there's been the rise of personal development about having a solid morning routine. Like, do you journal in the morning? Do you, you know, meditate? And of course you don't have to abide by that if it doesn't actually resonate with you. But if there's all of this emphasis about the importance of it, and it actually has, you know, dramatically improved a lot of people's lives, then there's like this component where I'm like, Hey, what about dressing up in the morning? I feel like it's like glazed over. Like journaling is nice, but what are we wearing is like really yes. the question. <laughs> like, I feel like, right. It's like, okay, we can journal about how we want to feel like now, how do we dress like that? Right. Like, yes. I, what like, is the cute vibe for the day? What is the vibe? Like, am I going to literally write in my journal? I am confident, beautiful, and empowered. And then like throw on something that. Love is, clothes. Yeah. Something that makes me feel like invisible. Right. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, I think the difference is really. I think as much as style is very much art in motion, as we were saying, it's also like your intentions in motion, like literally the practice of what you're trying to preach out into the world, especially if you're somebody who wants to step into your next level self and you've been putting in the work and the inner work, the mindset work, it's like, okay, now it's time to embody it and put it into practice, apply it, go out in the world and do it. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think this is the missing piece for manifestation that a lot of people don't talk about. You know, we hear about vibration and like the intention setting so often, but a lot of people leave the closet out, which to me is like a misstep because if it's truly about the embodiment and in vibration of that, who you're being shows up with your outfit as well. Most people, when they're thinking of like their multimillionaire self or, or whatever aspirations they have for themselves, they think of this killer closet often that's filled right? with all the pieces that they love. And most of the time, like, sure, everyone's going to have comfy clothes. Like maybe you have a beautiful cashmere set for like your downtime or something, but I would be apt to bet that most people as like their most magnetic 
successful version of themselves is not tossing on the sweats 24 seven when they get ready for their day, they're going to pull on some beautiful outfit. And it doesn't have to be some like over the top, like pencil skirt and blouse, like situation, like you're going to like a, a business thing all the time, but it could be like a beautiful top and a pair of jeans that make your ass look like it's out of this world. You know yes. I mean? oh and so like to skip that step just seems like, what are we doing? Like you have to get dressed. So like, where's your vibration and embodiment in your clothing, you know? Yeah. And it gives us the physical evidence in the mirror that we've arrived, like we've been saying. And I think that there's a difference between having the default be like, I dress for myself once in a while. And that being our baseline versus our baseline, I show up for myself. And then once in a while, like I don't dress up for myself and that's okay. And even not dressing up for yourself and dressing down could still be your definition of what's like luxurious. And because I remember one of your stories, I was like, that is so killer. You had like these gold sequin pants you were just like wearing around the house. (laughs) And I was like, what a freaking vibe. And for me, like my favorite loungewear set is like this super soft cloud, like pink matching set. Um, I also have like red satin pajamas and it's just walking around feeling that way. That makes my inner teenager who imagined 20 something year old Ariel, you know, a decade ago, living her best life in her apartment, in her like, you know, mid to late twenties, just like living her best life. That's what 15, 16 year old me imagined, not me wearing like my college shirt. I got at a free event with like my pajamas with holes from it from high school. It's just such a different energy. And it's okay if you're not feeling that way, but I think the shift is being willing to change your baseline and change what the default can be. And that default could be significantly more feel good, more luxurious, more you. Yeah. I mean, if you have the opportunity to feel better, why wouldn't you, especially because clothing can inform how you feel. So even on days where I like, cause we all have days where we are not feeling it, right? Like we're just in a funk or just a lower energy day. Like those are normal. But even on days where I'm feeling like that, those are the days where I like literally have to talk myself up and say like, okay, like we're going to get dressed and wear something you feel absolutely super cute in, even if that's so not the energy I'm in at this moment. (laughs) And just the act of doing that, honestly, always shifts my mood, not just because I'm a, 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 like a stylist, but just because the act of physically putting myself in something that makes me feel beautiful reinforces a better feeling mood and energy. And so always, even though I feel like I'm in the gutter in the morning, by the time I put something on, maybe even just like a coat of mascara or something or some gloss, I just feel like a new woman. And I may not be feeling like the biggest rock star on the planet, but it does elevate where I was first thing in the morning. And it already has set my tone for the day to be more successful than what I was rocking the sweats and feeling not so great Yeah. <laughs> when I started my morning. So we can, and, and like, that's where you can even use bold color to make yourself feel confident let's say for example on a day where maybe you're feeling not so confident right so we can have clothing like inform our mood which is so powerful and it's so overlooked it's so it overlooked. Yeah. oh my goodness I I love that because I I personally especially when I get ready in the morning I'm the same way I think that like having that intention and setting that time for yourself to be like okay do I want to lean into how I'm feeling or do I want to try to shift this and get to where I'm aspiring to feel and it really style and specifically color. It's yes. it's like aesthetic caffeine. It's I like love well, color. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like aesthetic caffeine where you know we get a cup of coffee with no shame in the morning. Like we are 
as much as we are spiritual beings, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So it's like, we don't shame ourselves for wanting that shot of caffeine in the morning. Like, why not have that shot of like aesthetic caffeine where lighting that candle, like, you know, smelling some flowers, getting cute. That is something that boosts your energy in a different way. And especially with color, I feel like it's, there's such a psychology around it. And I know that you are the color queen. Uh, Christy (laughs) is famously known for having just a gorgeous, colorful style. And she specializes in color services, like color analysis, as well as color analysis training, which I'm actually finishing up with her. And I'm curious, like what first drew you to color theory and creating such a colorful style for yourself, especially among so many stylists championing neutrals, neutrals, neutrals for years. <laughs> so I, I just realized that color makes everybody happy. It really it does. does. <laughs> I've just noticed that it, especially what was more glaring to me is the fact that, especially because I'm in Canada, we go through all the seasons and by the end of February, everyone is just absolutely over all the dirty slush and snow that we've had. Like, please, like, let's move on and let's get into like warmer weather and inevitably when the sunshine starts coming out again and the spring fashion comes out and you see brighter colors everybody's freaking mood lifts always and so I've always been curious about that shift and everybody's like mood and perception and wanting to wear brighter colors and just how much happier everyone was when they were wearing brighter happier colors and I also felt that shift too like there's nothing to me that is more exciting in like a runway production street style even in my own fashion than a super like colorful outfit and it doesn't have to be some like wildly like rainbow-esque outfit although that makes me happy too but just a shot of color just feels sharp and there's something about it that just feels so much more engaging to the senses when you're looking at an outfit that way And I feel like there's a, well, there is actually a, like a massive psychological tie to color and how we, and how we feel. And so my draw has always just been something that was innate. And I found that when women started to feel more comfortable in their style and what they wanted for themselves, they would also innately adopt more color into their closet because it gives them the ability to be scene and I feel like the default for neutrals is not for the love of neutrals although to be clear there's nothing wrong with neutrals but I think it can get boring really fast when all you wear is neutrals because nature's not all neutral oriented like if mother nature doesn't want to go all neutrals because she recognizes colors <laughs> the spice of life like why are we doing that in our closet you know what I mean? oh my gosh yes the spice of life add a little right? spice like I mean there's again there's nothing wrong with neutrals like neutrals are such a great base to like let the color shine but it's like colors are the spice yeah without color it's like if mother if it's not good enough for mother nature (laughs) yeah exactly like when we get a beautiful bouquet of flowers it's colorful right like we're it's the saturation of the color that's part of its beauty right and so why would our wardrobes for the love of god be all neutral either like you can feel super spicy in a beautiful red or like gorgeous in this like caribbean blue blouse you might find for yourself or like god knows what like you can find things that inspire you but i find that women feel beautiful in color when they're wearing something that obviously nails the fit for their body 
they're feeling confident that day, or again, like just using the color to reinforce their mood. If they're wanting to feel more confident then maybe wear like a bold red or something that makes you feel confident as a result of that. But I've just found that the more happy women feel with themselves and their style, the more apt they start to become with color themselves. And that was actually something that I noticed in my own transformation. Not that I was ever like a big neutral person, but I've just found that the more and more confident I became with my style over the years, the more and more color simultaneously happened to enter my closet as well. And it's just made me very happy to be there. And I love seeing like color blocking and even just one accent in my closet that just makes me feel good. And I've noticed that as a pattern with women as well, like when they're more comfortable with their body and their body image or what they're communicating to the world and more comfortable in their skill set with style, because it is a learned skill set, they just are more apt to wearing color. And I, again, like there's nothing wrong with the neutral thing, but they show like, there's a lot of studies that show in, in color science is that when you have a closet full of neutrals, let's say, for example, even if it's like the black that you hear about all the time, it's actually showing the energy you are not embracing in your life. So yes. from a chakra perspective, like, you know, we have all the different color chakras that deal with like different aspects of who we're, who we are, right. Energetically, physically, mentally, emotionally, and you not wearing color or having that in your closet shows the energy blocks physically you have energetically in your life. And I found that to be true. Like women that wearing a, a lot of black, let's say, for example, you know, tend to be the ones, and again, I'm generalizing here, but they can often be the ones that are very guarded with themselves. Maybe they've been hurt a lot in past, or maybe they have a lot of blocks about their body, let's say, for example. And so you can see that physically show up in their closet with all the black. And, you know, the, if they opted for red or blue or, or uh, violet to open like the third eye, like the yes. crown chakra, like all of those things is so interesting. And so even for myself, like I was looking at my closet actually not too long ago and thinking like, okay, are there any color holes that I've got here to see if there's an energy that I'm not embracing in my life? And it's just a really cool test to take yourself through and maybe look up what the, like what the different chakras mean color wise and ask yourself like is that an area in my life where I'm currently feeling blocked energetically emotionally physically like whichever because I've I've personally found that to be true and there's lots of studies to back that up which is it's fascinating it is oh my gosh it is just the most mind-blowing thing when you really think about it because it makes so much sense and I loved learning how the colors reflect the chakras um, yeah. because especially with crystals, crystals align with chakras and everything that it's just cool to see that it, it, it leaks over into our personal style as well. And looking at my own closet and even seeing my, my clients, like they went from embracing kind of more subdued colors to more bold colors and being comfortable with that calling of attention to themselves to show up yeah. and be seen. And looking at my own closet, I did that recently too, looking for color gaps. I need to buy more blue. Uh, I know that aligns with the throat chakra and also like um, the third eye, depending on like the shade of blue. Um, yeah. I, but I remember for the longest time, I hated green. I hated green so much and like brown. Yeah. And now I wear green and brown so much that I find <laughs> it so funny that, you know, green is the heart chakra. Brown is, you know, the root chakra. And it's just like, thinking about where I was in life before I embraced those colors, it really was like I was resisting yes. that tuning in with my heart space, as well as letting myself be still and just like 
enjoy life, luxury, not feel like my worth was so much part of my productivity. Um, And once I really embraced that, it's funny how much I was just naturally drawn to it. And I've always loved purple. I've always loved. um, So my crown chakra has always been, you know, really receptive. Signature. My signature with all the purples (laughs) and everything. But it's interesting to see how I've been drawn to like more of the deeper purples, just like the deeper hues where it's like this more, I guess, like my spiritual side coming in. And I noticed that the deeper hues started really making an appearance in my closet, the more I explored my spirituality. And with my clients too, it's, it's like, they went from pastels to more of the moody side and being really comfortable and expressing their sensuality too. So it's really like a super great tool to just gauge. Like it's such, such a logical thing like to use to just gauge where you're at as well as a spiritual one, which I really love. It's like this really fun, colorful measuring stick of like, okay, what am I drawn to? What am I embracing in this chapter of my life? And what am I resisting and being okay with it? And I know for myself, it's like, you know, the throat chakra has always been something I struggled with personally. So I'm like, okay, got to get that blue. I get <laughs> yeah. more of that blue in my closet. <laughs> well, and I'm glad too, that you said about like being something more muted or um, like moody for colors. Cause I think a lot of people, when they hear like wear color, they're thinking more of the dopamine dressing that's trending right now. And that like, you yeah. have to wear something super bright, but that doesn't always work for everybody. Like there's some people that are my, my summer color palettes for anyone that follows color analysis. And, you know, they have very like soft muted tonal colors and it suits those types of people and their personalities because they tend to be like the peacekeepers in the family. And they are very harmonious and avoid conflict and just kind of go with the flow. Like that's very much their personality. So of course they're going to have these soft muted sort of go with the flow colors as well that reflect who they are. So it's, you can have colors that help communicate what it is that you want to communicate through your style and help enhance your personality through the use of color. And so it doesn't have to be, you know, like you're wearing neon green, all of a sudden you can have this like beautiful, like smoky lavender or something like that. If that's more tailored towards your personality. But I think it's really interesting to see what people organically reach for color wise when they do start to embrace it, because I always think like those are little energetic, like winks as to like who you are as an individual that you're starting to show the rest of the world, which is, I think, beautiful. That is so cute energetic wings oh my goodness (laughs) gonna quote that do you have any particular ones because I know you mentioned recently you took stock of your own closet like do you notice yourself drawn to any specific color right now and then also like maybe there's gaps like for me like I mentioned it's blue I've been dressing in a lot of dark purple and green recently yeah for me actually it was more because of what was around color like color wise my favorite color has always been Robin's egg blue. And it's not a color that comes around often in fashion. So I have been hunting it like a crazy person this season (laughs) because it's been out and I haven't had a lot of it in my closet. So I just started adopting more of it. And like yourself, like I've always had something with the throat chakra as well. So I feel like that's kind of energetically helping me with that, obviously at the same time. And, um, the other one actually funny enough that I've just been drawn to, although I've never had in my closet is orange, but more of like a, like a tangerine kind of color. And um, yeah. And so I've uh, like, I'm, I've only picked up one or two pieces in it. Cause that was sort of missing for me in my closet. Um, but it's been sort of fun to 
experiment with it. And then like yourself, I was also not a green fan. I never bought it until this year. And so it's taken me 15 years to really like in my career to ever wear green. I just, I really didn't like it. And now all of a sudden it's like this year, for whatever reason, it's like, I can't get enough of green and all I want in my closet is green. So those are the three things that I've been just embracing as much as I possibly can for whatever reason, but I'm just like hungry for color this year. I feel you on it. Same here. And that green, same. I was just, I've worn green more than I ever have in my entire life in this past year. And I am excited to see you with your Robin's egg blue and your orange. I think that's actually um, the orange is your sacral. So that's like creativity. So I feel like, yeah, like that's a beautiful mix of colors to put together as well as the chakras with like the creativity and then the speaking it out and communicating it with the world. So that's, Ooh, you're gonna, I can't wait to see the outfits. Like, I know that you are such a queen with color blocking. I can't wait to see it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I love my color. Yes. Oh my gosh. Her, she has a spring. She's a true spring. I'm a deep winter and Mm -hmm. it's just so cool to see how it creates harmony with like our physicality, as well as just really reflects who we are in the inside too. I know. So fun. I love it. I feel like you and I could nerd out about color forever. Yes. Oh my, oh my goodness. We totally can. So I have one last question. And then if we have time, I'll do the just for fun questions. So what advice would you give your younger self as you navigated the beginning stages of entrepreneurship, especially because you've been doing this for about 15 years, you've mentioned, and it's especially with how fashion has changed, how technology has changed and how we consume fashion media as well. How was it like adapting to it all? And what advice would you give that version of you to really encourage her to keep on going? Because I know that there's probably people who want to work in fashion who are aspiring personal stylists, maybe as well, who are listening. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is you got to have fun with it. You will stress yourself out if you focus too much on the changes that every industry will forever go through. And that's something I resigned myself to right in the beginning is you just have to jump on things as they feel good to you and not get too stressed out about what's coming in future. I remember years ago was there, there was an article in, I think it was Vogue magazine that said something about how uh, personal styling was going to eventually move online. And at that time I had nothing online except for my YouTube channel. And um, I just remember thinking, okay, well, as the opportunities present themselves, I'll sort of think about that. And I just remember just ruminating on that article back in the day. But I truly believe like with any industry, there is timeless information that will always stand true, regardless of what changes technology wise. And with fashion, it's always been that every woman wants to feel like the best version of herself. She always is going to want to feel beautiful. And that's timeless information that will never shift regardless of trends and new technology and everything else or new social platforms. And so as long as you can stay true to yourself and why you got involved in the industry to begin with and allow yourself to just have fun, because I know this is like the cheesy information you hear over and over again, but truly your voice is what makes you different. The way that you talk about things is what makes things different. And it's why your clients will be drawn to you is, is your voice, your opinion, your energy, how you approach style. Um, and so the more you can lead with that and just have fun and experiment with the things that interest you, your people will come with you for, like on your journey. 
and they will just continue to innately hire you for the things that you love, which is the coolest part, and allow you to help them along that journey. And so I've never been one that gets too stressed about new trends or things that will come up. I just know that if there's a new social platform, let's say, for example, like TikTok's been the newest one. When that came out, like over the, the start of the pandemic, I was like, okay, I'm just going to give TikTok a try and we'll see if I like it or not. Yes. I've just sort of always approached anything in entrepreneurship that way. Like if it feels like something I should maybe explore, I can do it without feeling married to it. And I will only do things as long as they feel good. And as long as I stay true to that, my customer bases remain true to me because people want to see other people passionate about what they love because it's contagious and people love to be a part of that feel good energy. And so as long as you can keep your energy feeling good about what it is that you're doing and you focus on your customer and making her, him or her feel really beautiful, then you will have nothing to worry about. It doesn't matter like what trends come into play, but doing the things that you like in business, not the things that you think you should do or that you hear that you're told to do all the time. Honestly, that will always make the difference in my opinion anyway. That is amazing. And so affirming. I mean, even listening for me, because I I think that it's especially with all of the different trends going about just the life cycle of trends as well. And social media just go by lightning fast nowadays that it's just, there's a lot more noise, a lot more external noise that I love that there's this timelessness that your inner knowing is always going to guide you towards the right path. And that's something that I think everyone, regardless of what industry they work in needs to hear. And I, that leads me to my just for fun questions, because I heard you talking about it in such a way that really, I I felt like I saw your birth chart in front of me and your astrological birth chart was like lighting up in the different sectors. Um, And I mean, you can go ahead and tell them what your sun, moon and rising signs are. Um, I was curious if it resonates with you. I personally see it reflected in you. And as Christy mentioned, you know, doing the things that you love, your own voice being unique. Obviously, I love spirituality and marrying that with style. Um, So I use a lot of astrology and crystals to inform my styling approach. So of course, I want to talk about astrology with Christy as well. Yeah. So I am a Capricorn uh, sun sign, uh, Libra rising and Aries moon. And I don't know as much about astrology as you do, but I love nerding out on it regardless. (laughs) And I would say that's incredibly true. Like the more and more I've learned about it over the years, the more I feel it's like scary accurate. And so I find, especially with my style, like my Capricorn side comes out with a lot of my earth tones that I do like to wear, which does work like resonate with my palette and whatnot. And like some of the more grounded, like business stuff that I like to wear. Blazer like Capricorn. Yes. Oh my Christy God. Christy loves a, a good blazer. She's wearing <laughs> a blazer right now. <laughs> I know it's so sad. I love it. It's like my one thing I will forever buy. I can never have enough. Um, and then my airy side, which is like my air sign obviously is much more playful. And that's where a lot of my like more creative, probably my colorful stuff comes in and like my jangly jewelry that I love to wear and things like that. So I, I definitely feel it comes in. And then my sassy boss side with the Aries that takes nothing. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) She comes in and she has her say as well. Um, yeah. So, but I like, they all kind of blend together, (laughs) I think in a very, well, at least because it's me, like, obviously it works for me because it is me, but <laughs> I oh, do find that there's harmony for sure in my style with it. Beautiful. Like, especially with the advice you were giving, um, you have this just 
such a reassuring earthy energy of your Capricorn sun, where Capricorn is the CEO and freaking boss bitch of the Zodiac. And you definitely have that. They are the builders. They will climb the mountain no matter how tall and always reach the top. And you've definitely done that. Um, And there's so much about longevity and you've done this for 15 years. And it's just, you have this reassurance of like, I had this imagery of like, just this immovable, powerful, like mountain with like everything changing, the seas moving around it, but nothing shakes this mountain. And I feel like you have that formidable strength to you. And with your Aries moon, you're like, have this fire where like, there's like the side of Christy that I love that like, it's so sassy, (laughs) so fun. And it balances with your Libra rising because they are opposite signs. So your Libra rising, she has this genuine warmth to her Libras are so like, who doesn't love a Libra rising? Like there's our Libras in general, they're so charming. They are so easy to talk to, to get to know. They're all about harmony, which, and they're, they are ruled by Venus. So you literally have like the, your default like approach to life, which I like to think of as like your operating system, your rising sign is literally ruled by Venus, which is all about love and beauty and creating harmony in the world. And it's like what you actually do for a living. So it's just so cool to like, see how it all interacts with each other to create just this stunning, you know, just mission that you have for the world and just also the wonderful person you are. Oh, well, thank you, God. That's so nice. This is why people need to do your star aligned readings that you do, (laughs) because I find it fascinating because I would never know anything about that, about the signs. So I could listen to you forever talk about that because I find it, it's so cool. Like it's such cool information, but I wouldn't have known that, but thank thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, of course. And yeah, I have a Capricorn rising. So when I mentioned blazers, I mean, I was roasting myself as well because I, I have so many blazers. I'm going to wear a blazer after this when I go out to get some coffee. So they're just the best Capricorns love blazers. It makes everything look better in my opinion. I don't know what it is. I just love a good blazer. We Capricorns are the boss bitch. We need our blazer. So (laughs) if you have any Capricorn in your big three, you most likely own at least three blazers. Like I swear. And my last just for fun question is we another thing we love to nerd out about are what are your favorite crystals to work with at the moment and that just has so much to do with color as well and what we were talking about with frequency and vibration that I didn't want to miss out on this last question because it's (laughs) just so fun it is so fun my god I love crystals actually I brought one to show because it's my favorite right now it's pink halite which I love so crazy isn't it pretty? I just love the pale pink of it. And so it's a, a stone of uh, like clarity, but it's also a very like feminine stone and uh, like a stone to remind you to nurture yourself, which is what I love. And I think the Capricorn side of me and that you have as well, like the tendency can be to grind out a little bit and sort of forget the self at times. And so I love the, like the vibe and energy of that, which feels really good. And one actually that I've had for a very long time, but I've like broke out of the collection again is this one uh, that I've never been able to find again, but it's called Fairy Finger. And oh my it's gosh. one that I love the color of it because it's violet, right? Yeah. But I also love the fact that it's all about connecting with your inner child and learning to play again and that creativity. And so I've, I've maybe that's part of that self-nurturing aspect of it, but I love crystals that get you to just be in the energy of your inner child and play and connect with your creativity and, the, and open up the, sh- uh, the crown chakra. And so those are the two that actually I've just been playing with the most that I've had out on my desk because, well, I think they're beautiful, number one, but two, I just love, love the vibe of them. 
they're so pretty oh my gosh I love that it literally looks like a fairy finger it does it totally does I love it (laughs) for me I've been working with um emerald actually I love emerald I'm wearing an emerald bracelet right now and that's all about the heart chakra because it is green and but it also invites abundance but abundance in your life where you feel worthy of it which is something Mm. that you know I'm always trying to strive towards because you know, as I grow the business, I want to make sure that um, I don't overwork myself as well, that Capricorn rising, and that necessarily that doing more does not necessarily mean that it's good for me or that things are actually effectively happening, that Mm -hmm. sometimes rest and just letting the ease lead to the abundance and letting it be flowy and easy. Like I love that energy, like that loving abundance energy of Emerald. Yeah. And I've also been, it's actually on my crystal table over there. I have like a little table of crystals over there. Um, a lapis lazuli. Um, that's why they're I showed. Beautiful. They're so pretty. Oh my yeah. gosh. It inspired uh, my outfit of the other, the other week. And then um, my, also my manicure I got yesterday that I showed Christy okay. before we started our call. Um, okay. It's like all about stepping into your inner royalty. And um, it was very much revered. And it by, is like, a regal color. Don't you think? It is. It's stunning. So and it's, yeah. it's so much that energy. And what's so cool is literally ancient Egyptians, um, the Royals, they loved it and they used it before they knew it was bad to do this. They like crushed it into eyeshadow. Cleopatra used it as eyeshadow. Um, it was like literally this Royal blue. And I think that's why it's called Royal blue. It really was revered by royalty and was all about connecting with um, the beyond, like connecting with mm the spiritual realm as well which is why it's like this deep blue that really is like the throat chakra as well as the third eye and yeah. I love that feeling of like stepping into your sovereignty so yeah I, well, I love it your two are very like regal like queendom colors yes the queendom yeah. the queendom I love colors it. exactly that's what I emerald and yeah the emerald is also a stone used by royalty which is funny but I didn't realize that until just now yeah they're both like very regal like queen oriented like crystals and the colors that you're getting into I love it yes I so bougie oh love it love the bougie oh my gosh <laughs> it's so much fun talking about all of these aspects we covered so many different ways style can just uplift you as a person from Mm -hmm. the inside out it is clearly as you can tell from this podcast episode so much more than just clothes and I hope that um, anyone who is listening is inspired to take action steps towards creating an intentional style that really just helps you dress to manifest ultimately yeah oh it was so much fun I feel like you and I could literally talk about this stuff forever as we do yes we <laughs> I do. so appreciate you having me on the on, on your podcast it's so much fun talking to you as always oh my gosh I absolutely adore you clearly and yes love talking with you endlessly about fashion and just all things because I feel like we just have so many of the same values and so much of the same yeah. outlook on life yeah. and even how we approach styling with our own clients so it's just so cool to see how we just resonate with each other on such a deep level. Yeah, I love it. It's such an honor. It's been so cool, like getting to know you over the past, like what year and a half, I think that you mentioned. Wow. So, so cool. And (laughs) just really awesome to chat over, like over your podcast too. I love it. Yes, I can't, I cannot believe it's already been a year and a half. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Yes, well, I would love for you to share with listeners how they could get into contact with you, how they can reach you, any services or, um, different trainings or courses you might be promoting because 
I'm telling you, it is an absolute gift to be in this woman's energy and to learn from her. And especially if you are an aspiring personal stylist, uh, she will totally change your life and your business. Oh, thank you. Well, anyone can connect with me either on YouTube or they can connect with me on Instagram. It tends to be where I hang out the most. So if they just put in my name, Christy Russell, they'll they'll find me there. And uh, if you're wanting to get into styling, I have a lot of programs and courses showing people how. So uh, again, like just by connecting with me on Instagram, you'll be able to find my website link for all of the things. Um, or if anyone wants to learn about style, they can join my community, Rise Through Style, where we cover all the energetics and fashion and all the things. But um, yeah, we get into just the authentic transformation for the everyday woman so that you can create style in your own terms, which is really cool. Yay. I am so excited for those who are joining you in that membership. It looks amazing. It's a and lot of fun. Thank you so much for being a guest. And I just, I loved having you here. Thank you so much again. I appreciate it. It was lovely chatting with you as always. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Dress to Manifest. It was so juicy. Um, and if you end up taking any of these tips and practicing them, putting them into action, then DM me at Ariel.Brittany. Let me know. I love to see how you up-level your style. And thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you next episode. If you need guidance with your personal style, I'd love to help you with my one-on-one personal styling and confidence coaching services. Whether it's for an event, your everyday style, or a brand photo shoot, we get you ready to embody your next level of growth with true-to-you outfits you absolutely love. Check out my website at www.arielbrittany.com and follow me on Instagram at ariel.brittany. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Dress to Manifest with Ariel Brittany is a production by Yali Christina Podcast Services.